Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined this week by the foremost Ring of Honor historian, host of The Dynamite Show, host of In the Clinch, probably hosts a shit ton of other shows. Uh, Paul Fontaine. How you doing, Paul? I'm excellent. No, no other shows. Uh, Grappadez is on a bit of a hiatus, but I might be bringing it back soon. Yeah, man, that was that was a fun show. I really like like yeah. really short kind of quick convos with your friends. Yeah. I thought that was cool, man. Yeah, I, um, I got to start doing it again. I just got lazy and life a lot of stuff in my life this year. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Um, and so if you're wondering why Paul is here, uh, JD is on the road with the wrestling team. He hit me up yesterday um, and said that he couldn't make it. Like they decided at the last minute to travel on Thursday as opposed to Friday. So he uh, he wasn't here. So they got a big tournament uh, coming up this weekend. So they're already on the road for that. So good luck to the DeKalb wrestling team out of Illinois. Uh, I know they're going to do great, um, but uh, Paul, like literally, um, <laughs> I I got off work late today. So typically I try to, the show comes on at 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm going to give you a little backstory, Paul. At 3.30 yeah. in the afternoon is when the show starts for me here because it comes up on YouTube. I could pull that up at my desk at work. And I can just kind of have one earbud in and I can I can watch the show pretty much. And then if people come in, I could pause it, interact with people. If I need to do something, I could pause it, interact with more people, and then I'm good to go. And then I could finish the show and then I come home, have dinner with the family. I, I'm like within an hour after the show's over, I'm ready to record, right? Yeah. But I didn't get off work until like um an hour and a half after the show had already started. So I didn't even get to start the show. Um, until like literally uh, an hour and a half ago. And then oh, I wow. told Garrett, yeah, I told Garrett on Facebook, I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm actually going solo because, <laughs> because <laughs> Hey, I got off work late. I was like, I don't think anybody's awake at this hour uh, that, that yeah. could record. And I was like, I didn't want to bother anybody else. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Apparently you saw that cause you hit me up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I normally don't watch the show on Thursday nights, but, uh, sometimes I do. And, and even if I do, it's usually not this early, but, um, I, um, there's no Winnipeg Jets game tonight and there's no Toronto Raptors game tonight. So I nice. basically, yeah, I just impact. And, uh, yeah. I literally just finished watching it and we were, we were talking about the Eric Young <laughs> stuff in the yeah. Facebook group and, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, fade inter intertween. So I just, yeah, turned on my well, stuff and here we go. All right. Well, since we're talking about it, let me hit the button. Breaking news. We have so much work to do on the Dynamite Show. 
well, you know, it, it, it pays to like my cousins in radio and I'm pretty okay. sure I used up all my favors from him because he okay. did two intros for me. And then JD is like, this is what he yeah, does for a living. Yeah. Like he does. So he did the graphics and then my cousin did the voiceover. That's his voice. He owns a radio station in Missouri. So I was like, Hey, can you do me a breaking news uh, thing? He's like, sure. He had the music queued up. He did the voiceover. That's all. That's all them. I just had the idea because uh, I'm a I'm an idea fairy. Um, but uh, breaking news: um, it actually broke like literally minutes after the show ended tonight. Um, and we speculated on on this show a couple weeks ago when uh, Eric Young and Sammy Callahan had their amazing brawl, like a super bloody um, brawl. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> when they had their their super their super bloody brawl. Um, and Young was laid out, and Violent by Design, Diener, Big Con, and uh, Alan, the Allen Angels kid, they were like staring at him. I was like, okay, what's going on here? We, we, we kind of speculated, like maybe they're going to write Eric Young off, but people were like, you can't write Eric Young off. He's like an institution here. But a lot of people forget that he, like, yeah, he had TNA, those TNA roots for all those years, but he's a Triple H guy. Right, he was he was a big part of NXT in that big that that big boom period. The NXT like Sanity was a big part of that, and he's kind of like a mentor to those guys when he was there. He's like the the older veteran to help out the young talent. So he's like he's a Triple H guy, right? Yeah. So um, I think people forgot about that. They lost sight of that a little bit. His contract expires this month, and uh, uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider is reporting that Eric Young's headed back to WWE. I'm like I, I know all the stuff you just said. But I, I'm just, I was still kind of shocked. Like when he came back to Impact, I figured, okay, this is a really good fit. He can, you know, wrestle as long as he wants. And then when he's done wrestling, he can mentor and he can coach and whatever, you know, he can do what Dreamer's doing now, you know, for the next right. 15 years. Because uh, Impact's never dying. Um, and, yeah. uh, it, but I did not expect him back in WWE. Like I just, like you say a big part of NXT. And I mean, in my mind, like I don't remember it that way. But then, you, you you know, you actually, the way you said it, I mean, yeah, you know, the Insanity was, they had that really awesome War Games match um, in, yes. uh, a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, Nikki Cross came from there. And uh, Killian Dane, you know, who, I mean, I how far away is he from coming back? I mean, you know, if they're bringing Eric Young back, I can't, I, I can see him coming back as well. And I don't remember who else was and- in that group, but. Um, it was that uh, the the tall. I think he's a German kid. Uh, oh, Alexander Wolf. Wolf, yeah, yeah. And, and see, he, that's another one. Like, yeah, he was in Imperium. They, I, I can right. see him coming back too. Yeah, so. and they they actually teased that on Twitter recently. Oh, uh, did they? Killian, oh, yeah, Killian Dane, a big demo, teased that on Twitter about getting back with um, Wolf and Eric Young. So, well, I, and and honestly, Dane is married to Nikki Cross, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I so I I speculated on this, and I never had a chance to talk to you about it, Paul. But so you you kind of you're you're kind of like um uh, kind of a renaissance man when it comes <laughs> to fight game media. You could talk WWE, you talk AEW, and I had this theory. Stardom is but, out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I had this theory that you know Triple H when he took over. Um, he's not really bringing these talent back because he thinks it's going to be a boon to the WWE. I think he's trying to right the wrongs of Vince past, right? And if you take mm-hmm. a look at a lot of the people that he's brought in lately, it's a lot of folks that Vince fired, right? 
like did, did, he, and did he really need to bring hit row back without swerve they're not going to draw him anything but no he he just brought him back because he felt like it was the right thing to do those people got fired during covid right yes. and one by one by one uh mia yim just came back the good brothers just came back and a lot of them are just covid firings that i think that maybe triple h feels a little bit bad for and he's just trying to bring these folks back to maybe make amends for that maybe and and another one that we're going to talk about later um you know who uh you know is is obviously probably the biggest one of all of them but um the um yeah i mean I, and that's why i say like a lot of these guys that came up through nxt that you know have loyalty to triple h i can see them coming back i mean because they're not it's not like aw is interested if aw wanted eric young you know they probably could have got him two years ago yeah. Um, and, and same with Wolf, Dane, Dane's been out there forever. He's working new Japan. He's, he's working Indies in, in the UK. So clearly, well, he did the one match in AW, I think, um, I, he wrestled demo, Wardlow. I, I, I think demo. Yeah. I think he was on he Rampage. Was on like a, he was on Rampage. It was a Rampage or Dark. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. It was like, yeah. His, demo and uh wolf i don't know what he goes by now i know he changed his uh name. yeah is it but Dieter or something it's actual tisher actual tisher, tisher yeah tisher yeah and i was like you know eric young has this group violent by design i'm like they're there they're yeah. right there why don't you just bring those guys in they can't be that expensive right so and, I, and nikki i mean they could put her right back with nikki you know like she's yeah. basically playing the same character again uh yeah. you know just being all wild so yeah, and, and, and put him on the main roster, put him on NXT, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and, and it makes it makes sense now that Nikki's kind of gone back to her because she was the superhero yep. character for a little bit. She just switched back to the old character, the sanity character. Yep. They have a ready-made storyline right there, and you got Eric Young who can talk and work with the best of them. Eric Young's not going to draw you a lot of money, right? Which No, but he's you a just, useful You need him to fill out the card. Yeah, he's a useful yeah. guy and a creative guy. But I also think that he could be a producer for WWE, which I think he was tried out as a producer before he ended up getting fired. I think they were trying him out in yeah. that role. Um, but now with Triple H back, maybe maybe the Halic, we got a dual role here for you. You could, you know, work sometimes, manage these guys, and then also be a producer. And I think that would be a good deal for him. Now there's one problem with all of this, and um, I don't know if you're aware. Um, and I got the scoops because uh, yeah. I have impact insiders that are up in my DM. Yeah. And uh I don't know if Triple H is aware, but spoiler alert, Eric Young was murdered tonight. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much use he's going to be on, on the WWE well, roster, but, you know. Well, it's the, you know, I, I got I to gotta correct you there. We we saw a silhouette of a stabbing happening, but we never really saw the dead body, right? Do I need to send you the DM? He was murdered. I, I, had, <laughs> I have this confirmed from someone on their staff. <laughs> Eric Young was murdered. I mean, that is yeah. clear. <laughs> someone who well, makes money working for Impact confirmed to me that Eric Young is murdered. So I, I yeah. Triple H might have some buyer's remorse tomorrow when, when he watches oh. Impact. <laughs> well, I hope but, I hope uh, they didn't send the contract to Eric Young before he was murdered. I hope he signed it they, before he got stabbed, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they might be on the hook for uh, whatever's least, left of that contract. They'll take care of his yeah. family anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so with Eric Young out, I mean, what's – now you have Violent by Design and you got yeah. – and you got Diener. Alan Angels and fucking Big Con. <laughs> what's uh, where's uh what, where's Con's what's Con's old partner Victor? What's Rick Vic Victor, Victor doing? They can bring yeah, him in with uh they could call them the descension. Uh, yeah, that's what they would be now. Well, there's a bunch of other people around there too, right? Like people that they don't have names for yet. Just these random. Well, extras. they're 
They're, they're the minions, right? They're in the yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. elevate a couple of those dudes. I guess Diener's <laughs> the I guess Diener's the leader now, based on yeah. how it played out. But um, yeah, I was I was honestly surprised because I literally got the I saw the news about Eric Young, and then I was in the middle of watching Impact, and they were promoting that thing all night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I assume they're going to write him off somehow. I wasn't right. expecting what I saw. I was in the middle of a chat about the main event, you know, the the the, the main event of the show. And uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, did Eric Young just get murdered? And, and yeah. the person I was talking to said, yep. <laughs> He's like, not our first murder. No. <laughs> so, no, yeah. uh, this so um we haven't referenced it yet, so we'll uh we'll we'll get into yeah. it. Um I'm not even gonna cover it in the recap, we'll just the main event's Deanna versus Mickey. So yeah. but oh, after the main event. Yeah, great, great match. After the main event, they cut to um, Eric Young and Diener in a prison of all places. Where it all and started. Yeah, where it all started. I guess they were in prison whenever they became <laughs> friends. And uh, there was like a shiv, or I guess, um, what do they call it? Is it a shiv in yeah, prison? Yeah. Is that what they call it? Okay, shiv. Brick shift a guy. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, a taped dude, up, you know, from, yeah, from... a taped up a knife in the middle of the table. And they start fighting over the knife. And then eventually, like, Diener's beating Young's ass. And then Young's just like, you need to kill the sickness. You need to kill the sickness. And so, sure enough, Diener grabs the knife and just stabs him and kills him, um, which is uh, another murder in a long line of murders and impact. Because if you remember correctly, Allie Allie was murdered, right? Yeah, Allie Allie was murdered. She was stabbed in the throat by Sue Young while they were in hell together, I guess. Mickey Um, James was thrown off the train track. Yep, thrown in front of a moving train by Cowboy James Storm. Um, she's since come back to life. Allie is back to life too, by the way. Yeah, and and didn't um, Johnny Bravo shoot somebody? Johnny Bravo got shot actually. Oh, he got by, shot right. So he got wasn't shot killed. by got shot by Larry D, who was essentially drugged by Ty Valkyrie. Right. Ty Valkyrie then got sent to Stanford Supermax, and yes. then was released early for good behavior and came back to Impact. So that's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Geez, you're you're an impact historian. You should have that in your in your bio. Um, yeah. I so I'm like I'm 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 reading the because I started the thread about the Eric Young news and I saw a comment from John Muse and it was, uh, brick shivda dude. That's his yeah. whole comment and I'm like, what? Like what? Like I I, I get the reference <laughs> to Anchorman, but what does this have to do with Eric Young? And because I hadn't seen the main event angle yet, so I, I guess he had. He probably was watching live. So yeah, yeah it uh, yeah he shipped a dude, and uh, yeah no R I P Eric Young. That should have been the graphic. Yeah, 19, re- yeah, nineteen eighty two to twenty twenty two or whatever. Yeah, but, no, yeah. he's forty. He's forty two years old. He's a couple okay. years older than me. So yeah. He's um, he's been around. I mean, he started Impact in what, like 2003. He was young. He, he was in the Nashville days. Is when he came yeah, to Impact, yeah, yeah. and then he he really like he's one of the great wrestlers in the history of the company. Oh not, yeah, and not not even kidding. Like he's had no. he's played every character imaginable in his last two years. He's played this kind of sinister, evil like cult leader type character, kind of a a poor man's Bray Wyatt. He kind of, he kind of stole the EC3 gimmick that he was going for a little bit when he came to impact. And that didn't really work out for him. Cause like, you know, he was doing all the, like literally the same type of scenes and same type of dialogue EC3 was doing in impact whenever he came back in 2020 before he left, uh, he was there just for one match. Like they immediately shifted that whole thing over to Eric Young and he started to do a lot of the same things, a lot of the same type of speech and mannerisms. And he's been doing that the last two years. And so, yeah, um, 
I, I really felt like Violent by Design died after Eric Young lost to Josh Alexander. I thought they should have just done away with the group altogether. Um, but they just kind of hung around for a little bit longer. And then now uh, Diener is leading it. And I think it, the, it's effectively dead now. I just don't yeah. see it going yeah. anywhere with Diener, unfortunately. And that's no knock on Diener. He's just not a star. Like good, yeah. Good I think yeah. his promos are getting better, but he's just not a star. With Eric Young losing was around the time De- uh, Doring left too, right? So I mean, yeah, kind of. Lo- I think with Doring gone, it it lost something too. He's like, yes. you know, they they needed him. So yeah, um, well, best to yuck to Eric, Eric Young, but Impact will keep soldiering on, right? Like Nothing. they always do. Nothing can kill Impact, and honestly, no. like this week, and we'll get into it on the Patreon, they've actually put themselves in a better position in the marketplace this week than they were um, a year ago. So Absolutely. they just keep figuring out to get new deals, and we're going to talk about that later on Patreon. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, and while we're talking about Patreon, head over to Fight Game Media uh, or patreon.com slash Fight Game Media where you can get the extended version of this show. And then you got the Dynamite Show with Paul yep. Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, we just uh, – it's immediately after Dynamite ends. Usually we start recording about 10 minutes after the show, and we just have our immediate uh, reaction. So a lot of times, like even if you're – by the time you listen the next morning, sometimes some of the stuff – you know, that we weren't sure about has been clarified, but I think a lot of people like hearing that instant reaction. And Mm -hmm. Jeff and I have a interesting dynamic. Jeff comes from a a comedy writing background. So he's very critical of a lot of the writing. And whereas me, I'm just a fan and uh, either like, or don't like it. Some people say I'm a little nitpicky. Sometimes I I go the extremes. If something was great, it was the best show ever. And if something wasn't so great, it's the worst show ever. So you you get that. (laughs) And Jeff, Jeff just hates everything. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I encourage you all to, uh, if you haven't already signed up and by God, if you haven't, why not uh, check out our dynamite show and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And we do free show. We do shows on the YouTube channel every once in a while too. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. JD and Mike set the, set the stage and we just we just get on it well i the one of the reasons why i like your show so much is because i kind of felt like and i could be way off with this and i'm sure somebody will correct me but it felt like with some of the bigger websites they were not good at critiquing aew like they i think i felt like they were overly positive and they overlooked a lot of the bad that aew was doing um and and i'll say and and dave Meltzer is like kind of a hero is a strong word by i look up to dave i'm a big fan of his work and i appreciate his work and i felt like up until this last year like he didn't really go in depth and criticizing a lot of their storytelling but the one show that always did that always kind of like was very um i I don't want to say even but very fair 
right? Was was you guys was was your show, and I, I and I always really appreciated that about uh, you know you you and uh, you and Jeff, and uh, and I know your uh, Parker was was there with you. You guys, when it was good, it was you said it was good, and when it was bad, you weren't afraid to say it was bad. And I think I think a lot of the bigger websites out there were afraid to say it was bad for a long time. Well, you know, I I, I appreciate that. Thanks, and you know, I'm. I, again, I've never been afraid to speak my mind, and I always try to to say the truth. And 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 you know, and I, I honestly like there's people in AEW that I'm friendly with, but I'm not gonna lie about their show. And same yeah. with this, with Impact. I mean, I will say Impact this year has been awesome um, for the most part. There's a few weeks that it hasn't been, and I'm not afraid to say that either. But uh, when it's good, it's good. So, and I watch a lot of wrestling, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. a spreadsheet out there. It's uh, sometimes I put it up on my Twitter and I've watched just over 2,700 matches this year. Wow. So, yeah. That's incredible. It's too much. Honestly. Well, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get started on the recap portion yeah. of the show. Um, so it started off with, uh, so they did the recap of Bully Ray attacking Josh Alexander after Overdrive. If you want to hear my Overdrive recap, it's up on Patreon, but we also released it last week in lieu of a Thanksgiving episode. We just released that. So go, go check that out. But that was, um, that uh, it, it was kind of a pretty cool attack. Um, but then Bully Ray came to the ring and cut a promo. Um, he was getting tons of heat from the crowd. I think some of it was legitimate heat, but I do feel like I do feel like they had some uh, audio overlay where they had some chanting and stuff like that um, that wasn't actually going on in the crowd because <laughs> they had the video of the crowd and I think they said um, in the the audio was like shut up or shut up or something like that. But when you looked at the audience, they weren't saying anything. So I yeah. do feel like they, they piped in some chants there, which. I think they should do those things, by the way, because a lot of the crowds they play in front of are small and quiet. So, um, but uh, yeah, he started getting a ton of heat from uh, from the fans at ringside. He, he called a child fat. He, yep. uh, he fat shamed and bully of all people calling somebody fat. I think is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, he he went after a guy that had an fu bully sign, um, doing classic bully race stuff, the same old shit that he was doing in 1997 in ECW, just with less foul language. Um, and then eventually, um, eventually Rich Swan came out and um, they they started their match. Um, they had, they actually had a decent little match. Like Rich Swan is great. And he's great yeah. at getting he he's great at getting sympathy from the heel. Bully Ray, f- say whatever you want about the guy. The guy is a professional heel. He knows this is what he does for a living. He is a mercenary heel. You can bring him in. You can he can get heat on people, and uh, and that's what he's good at. And I feel like they they did do that here. They accomplished something. Um, the match ended though when uh, Bully Ray grabbed his chain and got himself disqualified. So before we get into the after effects, what did you think of the promo? What did you think of the match itself? Before we get into Tommy Dreamer and Scott Demore. The promo was good. Um, you know, Bully Ray, I, you know, no issues with the promo. Um, you know, it, the stuff it's, you, you compared it to 97 ECW and it's like, uh, you know, if, if that was, you know, if he's, if what he did there was a, like an eight on the heat scale, this is like a one and a half, you know, like yeah. he was P this was PG bully Ray, you know, yeah. he's calling a little kid fat. He's telling the guy he's going to rip up his sign. And, uh, and then like, you know, he told the guy to put it down and the guy didn't put it down and Bully Ray just kept talking. <laughs> um, but uh, I, and then the match started and it's like, okay, you know, like I'm watching this match and I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. Rich one is good, but I'm thinking ahead to hard to kill. And I'm wondering how is Josh Alexander going to do like a main event world title match with Bully Ray. And I, I'm a little worried about that. 
Um, I, I won't, it, I won't lie. Like they, yeah. they'll be smoking mirrors and they'll be brawling and I'm sure it'll be fine. That, that's what it, it, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be your Josh Alexander classic match, but I think there'll be enough on that show to make it worthwhile. I'm honestly, I mean, we'll get into it later, but I'm honestly considering buying my first impact pay-per-view Ooh. in, I don't even know how long, 10 years, maybe. Nice. Um, yeah. Because of one particular match. Um, so yeah, it, I, I, I liked it. Um, you know, I, like I said, but it's just like bully Ray building your company around bully Ray in 2022 going into 2023. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's a choice. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, but uh, honestly, um, that, that is a choice, but we're seeing the hemorrhaging, right. That has happened yeah. since, since August. I mean, impacts lost over 10 talents that have been on really the TV weekly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's, it's getting worse. Right. And more okay. and more people are leaving. So impact has been the, they're, they're feeling the effects of ring of honor being bought by Tony Khan. And they're so like, they, they were already a victim of that. And now they're becoming an even bigger victim of triple H taking back over in WWE. So, um, cause that's where their talent has gone. Like those two companies, that's where they're going. Maybe right? they need to sign a um, deal with one of those companies and become like a developmental I man, I think um, I think they're gonna avoid that at all costs because once they do that, they they're no longer nothing. All that like they're gonna yeah. pull the their their stuff's just gonna get pulled off of access. It's gonna it's gonna go to whatever. It's gonna be a no man's land, and yeah. it's already kind of like a you know it's a smaller product. Second rate is strong, but you, you, everybody kind of knows what Impact is. It's a smaller company on a small channel with lower budget. And, um, but at least like their talent is their talent and they're not, you know what I mean? So like, like to the people that are watching it, those are premier talent. Right. But if it becomes like a, a true feeder system and it's advertised as a feeder system, it's no longer going to get look as important at all. And I think fair that's enough, what people are going to look at ring. So of maybe, Honor so as, maybe honestly. they're just like a high price in like a high level indie at this point. That's, you know, that's just... a, they're, they're, they're an indie with a lot bigger budget and better production. Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, you know, there's, there's a place for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's New Japan strong on on access. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rich Swan won via DQ, and then after the match, so this is where like the show just kind of falls off a cliff. I yes. thought. Yes. Um, oh, so God. Bully is attacking Swan, which is fine. He's he's at ringside with a chair. He actually zip tied his hand or his wrist to the bottom rope, which is the same thing he did to Josh Alexander, kind of playing off of that angle. And then all of a sudden, here comes a Tummy Dreamer uh, comes to ringside to confront Bully Ray. And I, I w- it was just like a big groan and a yawn and like, like everything that we've ever been through, like reminding people that they've known each other forever. And we're going to get this chair. match now, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get the match. And then all of a sudden, here comes, uh, here comes Scott Demore looking like super porky out there. Takes Pat off his jacket. Yeah, he's and he's getting in Bully Ray's face, and they're calling each other a piece of shit, spitting at each other, going back. Like this just lasted forever. I'm yeah. like, just fight. Like, why are we? What are we doing here? They just kept going back and forth, saying piece of shit. Like, over if I was a regular again. person, I would have shut the show off at this point. But it, yeah, if I yeah. put something on my PVR and uh, dedicate myself to watching it, I'm going to watch it. But this was bad. So I thought everything was fine up until this point, and then at this point it just goes off the rails. Yeah. And then I'm like, at the, I'm like looking at my phone, like God, please just end this, will you? <laughs> like, yeah. um, and maybe, and maybe having a, re- a resentment against like these three guys from the early '90s being on my <laughs> television feuding over a world title. But what are we gonna do? Um, but uh, Demore called Bully Ray a piece of shit before Bully told Demore that he agreed he was, and then reminded him that Demore is the one that hired him. So there you go. Um, do, but do, you know who I am? do you know who yeah. I am? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
then after that it was a there was a cool vignette so we follow that dog shit up with a cool vignette with a trey miguel i thought was a yeah the new the new heel trey miguel yeah i didn't even he, realize he was a heel because i didn't see um i didn't see overdrive yeah he turned so. heel on overdrive which i think is a, a fresh start for him because he needed yeah. something he had been kind of flat for a long time so he cheated to win the x division title over black tarus and then here he is he actually spray painted the rascals logo on the title saying that the new look would represent the future of the division so i like where this is going i'm interested in trey miguel again do you think maybe uh, Zach Wentz is coming back? I don't see why he has it. Uh, the only, yeah. My only theory is, and then maybe your super secret squirrel friend can give you some insight yeah. on this. I, I don't know if he has the details. but I don't my, think he does. <laughs> he, he probably doesn't. And even if he yeah. did, he might not tell you. But yeah. So um, my theory is, is that he and his ex-wife, um, Kimberly, yeah. right? Kimberly is still under contract to impact even though she hasn't been on tv in a year she had like this extended She's contract right now isn't she uh, yes so yeah. she she also was murdered i guess but yeah. so she's in the undead realm um but they they have that issue going on and they feel like it's probably bad form like uh, hey we stopped using her but we're now we're going to bring him back and she accused him or whatever and the accusation she levied upon him nobody actually believes wwe didn't really buy that i don't think yeah. anybody else is really buying it anyway um he got he got fired over the hitler picture and that's why he was fired from there um but i think a lot of people have already forgiven him for that it was like that happened when he was like a teenager apparently yeah so i i mean i think there was a lot of talk a while ago that he was gonna go back to wwe and they were even hinting at it on nxt but yeah. they've kind of dropped that and wesley is a single now and he's the north american champion so i mean I'm, I'm not i wouldn't close the door on him but this thing with 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 uh miguel sure seemed to hint at the radicals coming back so yeah I, yeah i i would yeah i i would love to see look i'm i'm all forget i'm like there's two things that I'm a big fan of, and it's grace and mercy, right? And yeah. I think that w the the stupid thing that he did when he was a teenager, uh, I don't think should be held against him when he's like 28 years old. Yeah. I that just that's just that's Mike Gilbert though. Grace that's and mercy I, is is good, except for Mike Alvin. Yeah. Fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? But the, <laughs> so the here, but no here here's the problem with here's the problem with that. He got it time and time again. Right. Yeah. He got, he got chance yeah. after chance yeah. after yeah. chance. And, he, and now he's out of chances. Right. Yeah. Because he, 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 he blew it in Ring of Honor, went to New Japan, blew it in New Japan, came to Impact, blew it here, went to Noah, then blew it there. It's like, dude, you're out of chances, bro. Yeah. Sorry. You yeah. know? So, but, um, but yeah, I, I was okay with or Zach, Zach Wentz. Yeah. And, and you know, he's a talented dude and he's still young and, mm -hmm. and they could use him. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. they well, got spots open now. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, after all the hemorrhaging that has happened right now in Impact, they every piece of talent that's out there they should be trying to get right now. Yeah. Um, and next we go to uh, Gujar and Moose. Um, so before the match, actually, so this recap, so I, I, I couldn't get the Observer recap working. It, I kept getting these pop-ups. I got to fix that. Oh, I don't know how I to fix that. it, but yeah. yeah. Um, but before Moose cut a promo, um, no, no, he... Yeah, he it, no. Did I think he it was after promo? the match that he did the promo. It was after the match. Oh, okay, yeah. so we got Gujar. Gujar. Yeah, the match was essentially a glorified squash match, yeah. right? Um, Moose went for the spear uh, one time, he missed, went into the ropes, and then Gujar went for his spear, which is they called the gargoyle spear, where he goes up on the second rope and tries to do the spear. He missed that, and then Moose hit the spear for the victory. So, I mean, that was essentially the match. Um, yeah, and then. After the match, um, he said he never wanted to hear Bully Ray's name again, but he made the fatal mistake of saying, say his name, which then led to the legend, the most beautiful man alive, Joe Hendry, coming down to the ring. Say with, his uh, the, name the greatest, and he appears. 
I believe in Joe Hendrick. <laughs> yeah. I love that dude. Yeah, like he he came out and he looked like a star. He acted like a star. I felt like he was at home in the ring with a big star like Moose. I I felt like he wasn't out of place. He looked great. Um, they actually brawled. Moose got the better of Joe Hendry, and then um, Moose turned his back to Hendry. Hendry popped up, and then Gujar hit the spear on on Moose, and then they kicked him out of the ring. And then they all celebrated and danced with uh, Joe Hendry afterwards. So I like it, and I I like I like Hendry being mixing it up with Moose here. This is yeah. a good step up for him. This is a big deal. I assume they're gonna probably have a match at uh, um, Hard to Kill. Um, yeah. I, my super secret contact actually after we were talking about the Eric Young stuff, he he just randomly asked me, "What do you think of Joe Hendry?" And I'm like, <laughs> I, "I like I love that dude." And then, you know, I was telling yeah. him why. And a couple of years ago, I think I want to say like, guys, probably five six years ago now, at the um, F4W convention in Vegas, a bunch of us were in a hotel room, Vegas. You know, like we're in Vegas and we spent three hours watching Joe Hendry videos on YouTube um, (laughs) from like ICW. ICW, He used to do these um, these uh, 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 parody uh, songs. So he Mm -hmm. had one that was parody of the song Blue, but it was Drew. When he was feeding with Drew, Drew McIntyre, he's, I'm Drew, and it's like, I have a Drew house, and, and like, it's just ridiculous. And you can just go down this rabbit hole and you just Google mm-hmm. Joe Hendry ICW promos, and you, you know, get back to me like so, tomorrow. Um, someone and, sent me one recently of one he did on Ken Anderson, Mr. Yeah. Kennedy. It was, it was great. I love it. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, but then, so I said, I love this dude or whatever. And then he asks me, Have you ever seen him have a good match? And I'm like, Hmm. Honestly, don't know. <laughs> Ma- like, matches, but he's he, a. I mean, he's an a, like Olympic wrestler, isn't he? Like he. Uh, I don't know. For the... I don't know about a. I don't know about Olympics, but I know that he is a actually a shooter. He's actually a shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what what I'll, what I'll say like that. I think that element is missing from his game, but he's over. <laughs> so yeah, it's he's an over and, anyway. But yeah, who knows? But I mean, I I think a guy with that kind of size and charisma and look. I have no idea how he hasn't been signed up by AEW or WWE. So mm-hmm. my spidey sense tells me there's probably a reason. And I right. have no idea on earth what that could be. It might just be timing, you know, like, cause I know yeah. that there, there was a lot of buzz around him around 2019 and then he quit to go do the amateur wrestling. And then yeah. when he came back, it was the pandemic. So he got signed by ROH in the closed set era. And then he was back in the UK so maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe this is like his audition for one of the two big companies and uh so maybe far, so but good. he's he signed a long-term deal here so he's really probably, okay uh, yeah okay. he's probably here at least two years so okay and okay. he just he just signed the deal before uh bound for glory so the only he's, he's one definitely... i didn't like was that that first uh one he did where they were in the hospital room and it's because like my son <laughs> was in a hospital oh, room fighting for yeah. his life and they're joking and like the person oh, no. dies while they're in the thing and they're like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, I, I it hit a little close to home but the rest right. of them were have been great and then you know yeah. everything since then the crowd just buys into the dude and yeah it's oh. a lot of fun um it was funny that moose is cutting this heel promo and basically like it came off like he was trying to get the crowd to chant for bully ray even mm-hmm. though bully's an even bigger heel than he is which yeah. was, was kind of odd but then you know then weird. i figured out where it was going when he said say the name and then all of a sudden yeah. the music starts and uh, he's like, you called me, dude. <laughs> right. You said, say yeah. his name. And when that happens, yeah. I appear. I, I do I, that I so that many times. Time. And I've done it like five times in the last three months when somebody says that line, I'm like, 
I'll just I'll just quote it. You you nailed me on Twitter for doing it one time. Trademark <laughs> yeah. infringement, you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I I loved everything about this segment. Yeah. Um, the next segment, not so much. Uh, Mike Bailey was interviewed backstage by Jim Miller, saying that uh, he would like to believe that he would be X Division champion if it wasn't because of Kenny King. Bailey said that he would not let King's antics affect him, and that his goals and yeah. focus to be exactly as they are. Um, he just like great, amazing wrestler. There's not a whole lot that's interesting about him. And he kind of comes across as kind of a weenie, I would say when he's doing his <laughs> promos, uh, you know, and, but I was like looking at, it, and you'll, you'll appreciate this, right? When I look at him and I look at his character before he talks, I'm like, he's George St. Pierre. Like he's got yeah. the French Canadian accent, right? He comes out in the gi, right? He's doing a lot of the the Kyoshin karate stuff that George used to do um, before George decided just to wrestle everybody. But, you know, he was originally a karate guy, right? And so I, I was like, oh, this is a Montreal guy. He's got the gi. He does all the karate stuff in the ring. He, he should be George St. Pierre. And then he is kind of mild-mannered like George was, but George could get fiery and George can go after people on promos. Like he, like George was an underrated promo, actually, I thought. Um, and mm-hmm. he became a big star that way. I was like, like, I was like, they need to sit this guy down, have him watch George, and just be that. Right? And but you'll, the problem you'll be a big is, star. is that, I mean, that kind of charisma, I mean, that's, you can't teach it. Um, you're right. Like he, you know what he is? He's Roy McDonald. Like, do you remember Rory? Like he came right after George and everyone thought he was the next George. And he's just this weird dude. That's a good fighter. And that's kind of like, I mean, I look at Mike Bailey and yeah, I saw him live in Vegas and he's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but he's just a weird dude. Yeah. I mean, there's not yeah. much else you can say about him. Um, and, uh, yeah. And this promo was at this point, I'm like, this show is not good. That's um, what I was you know, thinking too. Yeah. And, and it didn't get a lot better until the end. And then the end mm-hmm. was so good that the show was way thumbs up, but go on. Yeah. Um, and then next there was a video vignette promoting the main event between Mickey James yep. and uh, Deanna Prazo, which I thought was a strong, uh, awesome strong job vignette. they're doing yeah. with this yeah. Mickey storyline. The last, what do they call it? Yep. The last, the, the last, last video. Last rodeo. Last rodeo. Yep. And the next we go on to Steve Macklin and Frankie Kazarian. And I was quite excited for this match. Um, and I don't want to say it was a bad match, but I did feel like they didn't have a ton of chemistry. There yeah. was kind of a, like uh, some moves that just didn't quite work out. Uh, there was like an angle slam that I, that got botched somehow. I don't know how you botched that, but that, that did happen. Um, and then Macklin um, got out of the ring before. Uh, so at the end, Macklin basically hit Kazarian with a steel chair. So it's essentially the same finish that we got with Bully and Rich Swan. They did here. I'm assuming that uh, AEW probably doesn't want Kazarian losing twice in a row on uh, on Impact. I think Kazarian's probably heading back to to AEW soon. That's. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're you know, I I was I was on the show a while ago, like right after Steve Macklin debuted, uh, right before you interviewed him. And I mean, we're big Steve Macklin guys, and uh, I yeah. love Frankie. I've loved Frankie for 20 years, and. I was expecting a lot more. Maybe that was my problem that I just had my hopes up and the match was fine. I mean, it was the best match on the show other than the main event, but it wasn't great. No. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just a match was kind of there and uh, Frankie won by disqualification. It was Um, a rampage match. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then afterwards, Macklin attacked uh, Kazarian with the chair and then hit the KIA double unhook uh, DDT. So I don't know if they're going to further the storyline along. I don't know if Kazarian's going back to AEW, if this is a way to write him off. I, I have no idea. If he goes back to AEW, I I don't know what he would do. 
right? They got they got a thousand wrestlers there that aren't doing anything still, right? A lot of them can't He's get on TV. Wrestle, I don't you know, him. like Ari Davari on Elevation. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe, it's, it's maybe, crazy. Yeah. I, they'll be on TV and they'll tell us that he hasn't lost in a year. Um, and next we go to uh, savannah evans natasha steals they argued backstage uh, because they lost to the death dolls uh, for the impacts knockouts championship a tag championship sorry Uh, steals asked evan if evans to face taya and if there was anything to teach she would learn by herself so uh we got taya taya versus evans next week so okay there you go you think they're are they do you think they're breaking up that's kind of the impression i got but hope not well i I mean them together well, they're one of two tag teams, so you would think they'd stick around a little bit. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Maybe Kiara's coming back. Maybe um, yeah. she did just get fired from uh, Jay Cargill, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Jim Miller interviewed Eddie Edwards backstage. Edwards said that uh, that he wanted to bury the past, um, basically like he buried PCO because uh, it was affecting his marriage. But it emphasized that he does not regret everything he did in 2022. Uh, let me give him some marriage advice. <laughs> okay, just if you want this thing to work out, yes, you do regret all the bad things you did, and you were wrong, and she is right, Eddie. Come on. And you were right to try to murder PCO. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it worked out because his hand came through the came through the grave and uh, looks like he's still alive. So. Yeah, this this whole storyline just kind of bores me. Um, I'm not <laughs> yeah. the biggest Alicia fan in the world, um, so that's part of it. But I'm just, you know, they clearly have no idea what to do with him, and they're just treading water until they figure out what to do. Yeah, yep. Um, Impact Tag Team Champions, uh, Heath and Rhino. Uh, this was another highlight of the show for me, by the way. They're confronted okay. by the IWGP Strong Openweight Tag Team Champions. This is strong open, like just this is the fucking strong tag team champions. Just shut up, open weight. I think uh, I think it yeah. is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Open weight, the never open weight tag team champion. Okay. Uh, then the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, I didn't Heath even know agreed. that they had those belts before this. Well, they they beat Ozzy Open at one of the recent New Japan oh, okay. shows. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Aussie Open can't buy a win these days. I was they wondering like why they had these belts, and yeah, okay, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense now. Uh, Heath agreed with the guns that uh, that they deserve a tag match, um, so he said he was going to go to Demore to get in the match, and then Rhino just goes apeshit, and he said that he would rip their fucking faces and fucking hearts <laughs> apart and rip them in half with a gore, 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 gore. <laughs> and then and then uh, <laughs> Saban and Shelley were like, "Whoa, dude." <laughs> Yeah, just like kind of staring at him. And then Heath ended with goes, man, I love that guy. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty funny. Two things hit me here. <laughs> Number one, I mean, these two, the, the, the visual of these two tag teams together was jarring because Heath and Rhino are like tower over these guys. And then mm-hmm. the second one, I guess I, it feels like maybe they're going heel Heath and Heath and Rhino, which I guess is a choice, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, it could just be for the match. But, yeah, uh, I, I think they were just being intense for the match. Yeah, yeah. Rhino, because like, uh, Rhino's the man beast, right? He's always like so overly intense. So I think that was Rhino had one convenient. too many gallons of coffee today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we get to the main event, which I think was the absolute highlight of the show for me. Um, these ladies just killed it, and every time yep. they have a match, they kill it. Um, I, I, I don't want to just go into a blow by blow, 
I think everybody should go out of the way. If you're going to watch one thing from the show, I would say this is the thing to go and watch. I recommend this to the audience, especially if you're a fan of women's wrestling. I know a lot of you feel like women don't get enough time on TV, but Impact, that's not the case. And so they, they showed out. They were in the main event tonight. They kicked ass. Um, Mickey James got the victory here um, after a hard-fought battle. And then after the match, Jordan Grace came down to the ring and challenged her to a, a belt versus career match at uh, Hard to Kill. What are your thoughts, Paul? I, I love this match. It it's amazing. Whenever I throw love to Impact on Twitter, I get like more tra- more uh, interactions than anything. Like Impact fans mm-hmm. are loyal. It doesn't help that Lance Storm re- retweets quote tweets me like half the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, I mean, I and actually Deanna like this like my tweet as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I I was just like when the it's funny because when the match started, uh, I think it was like. 40 minutes left in the show and i was like mm-hmm. wait this is the main event and then i'm looking and I, I as i mentioned earlier i have a spreadsheet with all my matches and like i'd only this is only the fourth match on the show and i'm like okay there must be more coming like they usually have like six seven matches sometimes on impact at least five yeah and so and i'm like no they're going long and then i remembered okay well we got that eric young thing but that wasn't very long like i don't know how long they went but it feels like it was at least a half an hour and it didn't drag yeah. like they mm, just went no. nuts. And I, I love the story. Like, again, I, I don't have I didn't take notes or anything, but just the story of um, of Mickey James trying to, you know, fight for her career. And, uh, you know, this has been very well told and compelling and she's going through everybody. And this was the one like if she was going to lose, it was probably going to be to Deanna. And she didn't. And she had to cheat to win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's I mean, that's perfect. Because she's mm-hmm. a baby face, but she's fighting for her career. And yeah, there wasn't another finish you could do. And, no. um, you know, and then maybe Deanna can, you know, maybe she'll get her revenge. Maybe she'll cost Mickey the match with, uh, you know, with Jordan, as, as you mentioned, you know, she got confronted later. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a real big fan. The women have been knocking out of the park, um, as, mm-hmm. you know, as, as in the quote tweet that I mentioned, um, that Lance said, and, and I said the same thing, like, there's been so many good women's matches on Impact this year, um, and it's not just it's not just Deanna. Like Mia Yim's had some great ones. Giselle Shaw and Jordan Grace a couple of weeks ago had an amazing match. That was like Masha, my women's match of the year. Right? Masha Ma, yeah. and Jordan Grace. I didn't just see this that. Past, yeah. So at Overdrive a couple weeks yeah. ago, they had a great match, and they also had a great match at Bound for Glory this year too. Yeah, so and were, and at uh, like PWG as well, right? Yeah. From what yeah. I heard, yeah, best ma- best women's match in the history of that company. Um, yeah, so I'm, I, you know, I just, there's so many talented women there and it's amazing that this small company, relatively speaking to the other ones, I wouldn't say their roster is better than WWE's, but it's better than any of the individual WWE brands, I would say. And it blows away AWs. Well, it's not, it's not so much the talent is better. I I just think that impact better. It's booked and presented. They they focus on them, and not only that, I think they lean on them. They rely on them. Like they, it's like just a heavy part of what they do. Versus, I think AEW, and I don't want to get into like an AEW bash session here, but AEW almost feels like they're checking a box sometimes. It's like, um, hey, if we exactly don't get this match, feels like. if we don't get this match on the show, like the the fucking liberal kids are gonna yell at us on Twitter, yeah. right? So let's go ahead and do that. And then we'll put them in the death spot because we don't care about them. But with impact, it's like we're going to put these women in positions to succeed. 
We're going to hide some of their weaknesses. We're going to yep. you know, glorify their strengths and put them in prime spots on the show um, to, to, to highlight what they do. And to, we're not going to put like a women's match after uh, a trios match where we know that every person in that match is going to every fucking move known to man and go 25 minutes, totally burn the crowd out. We're not going to then follow it up with a women's match. That's not what they do here in Impact. Yeah. They would actually put that match before the match that goes crazy. You know what I mean? To or put or in a different position. show. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, and and in this case, I mean, they had a really shitty show for the first you know hour and twenty minutes, and then they give us this killer main event, and that's all mm. you're going to remember. Um, yeah. And being really shitty is probably a little strong, but I told you earlier, I'm I'm in I'm all about hyperbole. It, um, it but, wasn't but, it wasn't uh, a great it wasn't a great show till the main event. Really no, wasn't. no, but the main event more than made up for it. Um, and, it, and this was just a match. Like this was a professional wrestling match. This was no, they didn't. It wasn't like a young bucks match where they were using, you know, like, you know, all kinds of flippy do's and it wasn't weapons and it wasn't beating the shit out of each other. Like Danielson and Garcia or Daniel, you know, Jericho and Ishii. And don't get me wrong. I love all that. This mm-hmm. was just wrestling. And yeah. Deanna is probably the best women's wrestler in the world right now. Um, mm-hmm. Active. And, uh, and, and Mickey James is not that far behind because she's a 20 year vet and they just had a great wrestling match and they told an yeah. awesome story. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then we got a big match that I hope main events, I don't think it will, but I hope it main events, uh, hard <laughs> to kill. And I'm, like I said, that's the match that if I decide to buy this pay-per-view, it's to see that match because there's real stakes. Mickey yeah. has to win to keep save her career. And I know it's going to be a good match because Jordan always kills it. And Mickey mm-hmm. always kills it. So there's no reason the two of them together aren't going to kill it. And, no, uh, I, you know, I'm a little worried about Josh and Bully, but, you know, we'll see what else is on the card. And Well, with, with Josh and Bully, I think you're right. They're going to have so many smoke and mirrors. There's yeah. going to be tables. There's going to be all that stuff. Um, and Josh doesn't know how to have a bad match. Bully no. does. But Bully <laughs> is a Bully's a pro. He's a professional yeah. heel. He's going to do whatever he can to get heat. And it's going to be a heavy heat match. And I think I think – at the end of it, I think Josh will be a better baby face than he was going into it. That's my prediction there. And if, if that's what they're trying to do with this whole thing, I, yep. I think that's great. I agree with you. I think that uh, right now Jordan and Mickey has the most stakes. I think that's the more important match of the two. I would have that main event 100%. Yeah, and and, and honestly, it might be hard. You talked about you know hard to follow, and it might be hard to follow that. You know, yeah. um, it, you know, on that show. So if I don't get it, it's probably going to be because I'm in Disney World that that week. And uh, but <laughs> I, I'm planning on right now, like, you know, maybe watch, you know, ordering it and then watching it after, you know, the wife and kid go to bed. So. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, guys, uh, that's going to do it for the recap portion of the show. We're going to keep the conversation going over to Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash fight game media. And we got a lot of news to talk about, man. We got some a uh, couple people, one person resigned, another person just signed. We're going to talk about the DAZN deal that we had brought up earlier. And then uh, since Paul's here, I'm going to get his thoughts on uh, William Regal. So head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash fight game media for more information. And until next week, we are out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.